ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. This is your boy, Logan. Before we get started with today's podcast, as per usual, I will have the link tree in the description below if you want to go follow me on Rumble, uh, where I talk about basically anything and everything outside of video games and movies, politics, my personal opinions on things, conspiracy theories, what really whatever. Um, go follow my Rumble. There's a lot more varying content there if that's what you're into. Um, also, the PC Boys merch store will also be on the link tree, so if you want to buy some PC Boys uh, merch and support me, uh, the Discord link is there as well, so you can join, be a part of the community, and also get in contact with me with maybe some ideas of things to talk about, movies to watch and review, uh, Rumble topics to talk about, whatever it may be, um, as well as follow our Twitter and Instagram, those are the two main, uh, social media sites that I use, um, Instagram, I basically post, you know, whenever we upload a new video or something, same thing on the, uh, Twitter. I'm not very active on social medias outside of, you know, when I post a new upload and stuff, because I just don't have the time to do it with school and working 12 hour shifts on the weekends. I'm basically always busy doing something. Um, but for podcasting, you know, in the future, when I, you know, do get more time to do podcasting, um, it'd be very good to follow social medias. And also it's like your notification if you don't have them turned on for the rumble or for the main podcast. But without further ado, let's get into today's, uh, episode. So today we are finally going to be discussing, theorizing about the Five Nights at Freddy's movie coming out later this month. Um, I believe it comes out on the 28th or 27th, um, of October on Peacock and in theaters day and date, and I'm gonna watch it on both. I plan on going and watching it in theaters first, obviously, with my cousin and some friends, and then, uh, watching it on Peacock, you know, Halloween night, stuff like that. So, with the Five Nights at Freddy's movie, what do we know about this film? Well, we know that Mike Schmidt's in the movie, obviously, um, his little sister, obviously, you have the main, uh, animatronics, and we have Spring Bonnie, that's in this movie, as well as William Afton, which they basically are one and the same, um, and the reason we know that this is Spring Bonnie and not Spring Trap is if you look at the suit, it still has the bow tie on it, it's still, um, it, it, you can clearly see it's a suit, there's a, um, if you freeze the trailer when he goes to grab Vanessa, um, she, uh, you can clearly see with the hand it's a glove and that it's not an animatronic. So you can clearly tell this is pre-Spring Trap. And they already have planned and confirmed a trilogy for this movie. And by the sounds of it, Jason Blum, um, is very confident with this movie making, you know, back more than its budget. And I guess they made a deal prior to this movie happening with the streaming and stuff where it's already going to make back its money, which is pretty interesting. So I guess whatever they get from the theater is kind of just like extra. Um, so that's a very interesting development. So they're, they're pretty much dead set on a green light for this. Um, predictions are coming out currently for the movie making opening weekend anywhere from like um, 18 to 30 million or something like that opening weekend and finishing around 90 million dollars, which is not a lot of money, but you got to think about this. Number one, we're talking about a indie horror game franchise, right? It's not on the levels of like the MCU or anything. And we're talking about a horror movie, right? Let's take Halloween, 
uh, you know, the Blumhouse trilogy. 2018 kills and Halloween ends. Halloween ends made just over 100 million. Halloween kills made around 130 something million, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly. And then Halloween 2018 blew it out of the park, making over 200 million dollars. I think it was like 202 million or something like that. But it was a lot of fucking money, right? And if Five Nights at Freddy's makes 80, or excuse me, 90 million dollars on a budget of, I think it's around 20 or 30 million dollars, like, that's still a good return on investment. Even if it was 50 million, if you make 90 million, you know, the marketing for this movie hasn't been super heavy, um, in terms of trailers and stuff, so you're looking at around, you know, almost a 40, you know, million dollar profit, but that's not even, of course, talking about the streaming deal that was cut for the Peacock, um, you know, streaming deal, which in and of itself, by the sounds of Jason Blum's, uh, Blum's comment, that they've pretty much made back the money. Um, so I, I don't think, you know, they're so worried about how it performs in theaters. I think it's going to perform perfectly fine. I think it's going to perform very well. Um, but with those being the details around this movie, Let's talk about what I actually think is going to happen in this first movie. So, obviously, this movie is not going to directly follow the games. That much is very apparent. Well, how do I know this? Well, number one, we have a little sister for Mike Schmidt. That doesn't exist in the video games. So, that's kind of hint number one. Number two, purple guy's still alive, and he's in the spring Bonnie suit, okay? So, this is uh, pre-spring trap. So, this already basically states, because, you know, in the Five Nights at Freddy's games, you know, William Afton, especially in the third game, he gets turned into, you know, Springtrap. Now, with the lore and the dates, it's kind of hit or miss. You kind of have to guess when certain events take place. But, it's very clear that in this movie, we are probably going to see the Springlock failure happen. Which will lead to Springtrap either in the sequel or the last movie in the trilogy. Now, I'm very curious to see what happens to Mike's character. Um, from everything that we see, there was even a screenshot with the animatronics around Mike and his sister. I'm starting to think that um, when it comes to the... Mike Schmidt character, I don't think the main animatronics are going to be after him the entire movie. Matter of fact, I, if I had to predict what I think is going to happen in this movie, I think Mike Schmidt, you know, obviously the animatronics are going to go after him to begin with, but I think once Springtrap shows up, or he's been there for long enough, right, the animatronics are going to see him as a ally, in a sense, or a, a, as a friendly, once, you know, Spring Bonnie comes into the picture, because... You know, Spring Bonnie's probably going to dismantle the animatronics, if I had to guess. Because, it, in my opinion, it makes no sense why the animatronics would still be alive. Because the animatronics would go after Spring Bonnie, would be my sense if they were still functional. So, in the video games, in particular Five Nights at Freddy's 3, in the mini games after each night, you see Purple Guy take apart and dismantle the animatronics. And if I had to guess in this movie, the animatronics, the main animatronics, will be the villains through most of the movie. But once Spring Bonnie gets involved, Spring Bonnie will dismantle the animatronics 
and will die of the spring lock failure. Now, Golden Freddy coming into the picture, I don't know if Go Golden Freddy's going to fight against uh, Spring Bonnie or what's going to happen there. But if I had to guess things and how it's going to go, the main animatronics are going to get dismantled by Spring Bonnie. Spring Bonnie will be like the end game boss of this movie and will die of a spring lock failure. Now, I don't know if this means we're going to see the spirit of the children that scares him, which I don't think that's how that's going to work. Um, but if if I had to guess, I would say Golden Freddy will probably be the reason why William Afton gets stuck in the spring lock failure of the suit. That would be my guess, because at the very end of the movie, which I'm going to assume it is, where Corey Kenshin is driving the Uber or the cab, and in the back you see... Um, you know, Mike's little sister and Golden Freddy, if I had to assume, I would think Mike Schmidt might get scooped in this movie and Golden Freddy will be the one that ends up getting, you know, Spring Bonnie and w William Afton to die and, you know, have the spring lock failure. And in turn, that will lead to him becoming Spring Trap in the next film. I'm, I don't know if that's exactly what will happen, but if I had to guess how some of the events will take place, that would be it. Because I don't think the main animatronic cast is going to be the threat in the end. I just don't foresee it. And matter of fact, I think that the animatronics will try to protect uh, Mike's little sister and not actually be trying to turn her into an animatronic. Um... If I had to guess anything, that's what I personally think it will be. Um, unless they decide to do some crazy, like, twisted logic where the animatronics, for some reason, are helping William Afton, which I that would make no sense in the Five Nights at Freddy's War. So, guessing everything, that's how I guess most of these story beats are going to go. If I had to guess. Now, with that being said... Let us discuss what I think is going to happen um, in terms of Mike Schmidt's backstory. Now, there's a lot of theories going around that William Afton is Mike Schmidt's father. I don't think in this movie that William Afton is going to be the father of Mike Schmidt. And the reason that is, is because... Mike Schmidt in the games knows what his dad looks like. And matter of fact, every animatronic and sister location looks at him as if he is William Afton. Because they look very similar, apparently. So, I do not believe in this movie that Mike Schmidt will be William Afton's son. It makes no sense, okay? Because if William Afton and his son come face to face to talk about getting the job as the, you know, security guard, I'm pretty sure he would notice his dad's face, even with a fucking beard. It's not something that, you know, makes you be like, I don't know who this person is. Unless they do something in this movie where, like, Mike Schmidt was adopted by people and then, you know... This ended up being his actual dad as like the big plot twist at the end of the movie. I mean, they could do that, but if you're looking at it from a logical perspective, William Afton is not Mike Schmidt's dad. Like I said, unless they do the whole thing where he got adopted 
and then reveals at the very end of the movie that he was his biological father, which, like I said, they could do, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think with this movie, they're going to try to simplify a lot of things because the Five Nights at Freddy's War is very complicated, very convoluted, and a lot of it is guesswork when it comes to dates and stuff. So in this movie, I don't think that they're going to have William Afton be Mike Schmidt's father. Now, could the two characters be parallel to each other in terms of ideology or something? Yes. Um, and the reason I say this is because if you look at their outfits that they're wearing, it's basically the reversal of each other. Like, one's wearing a yellow shirt with a blue tie, and the other one's wearing a blue shirt with a yellow tie. Normally, when you see these kind of color schemes and stuff on characters, it's because they're the opposite of each other in terms of ideology, but they're similar at the same time. Like, for instance, if you were to take Spider-Man from the Sam Raimi movies and the Green Goblin, their antithesis or the character's beliefs are reversed, right? Spider-Man using his power for responsibility and protecting people as to where the Green Goblin uses it to cause pain, suffering, and to abuse the power to essentially elevate him above other people. So yes, there is a, a little bit of a difference in this movie when it comes to the characters and their, you know, motivations. I think that William and Mike are going to have a difference of opinion on things. Now, here's actually a very interesting um, thing that I actually just thought of in my head. What if, okay, Mike taking care of his sister and doing this job and everything is what he's doing to make sure that his family is safe and stuff. And to, you know, do everything in his power, regardless of his parents dying in an accident, which I assume is going to happen in the movie early on, because apparently his parents are, you know, they're credited, but apparently they're supposed to die in the beginning of the movie or something, or in a flashback. So, what if, okay, um, William Afton, his whole mental process is, I want to protect my family, but, you know, so I'm going to send my son away to be adopted, but I'm going to go on this murdering, you know, rampage and killing these kids and shoving them in animatronics or something, where instead of doing a selfless thing or trying, you know, his best in a hard to sit or during a hard time in his life to make things good for his family, he goes the evil route, the selfish route, and just starts murdering people as to where Mike, you know, his parents, you know, died and he has to take care of his sister and he's willing to, you know, put himself in a situation such as, you know, being in a fucking uh, pizzeria with haunted animatronics trying to kill him because he needs to support, you know, his sister um, with a job. So you could look at the two as one being selfless and willing to do whatever is necessary to protect um, the family that he has left, being Mike, and then with you know, William, have him be the opposite where he had everything taken away from him, but instead of, you know, doing everything that he possibly can to make things work or to, you know, sacrifice in a, in a sense and, you know, take on like a dangerous job, he ends up going on a killing rampage to try to, you know, make himself feel better about all the things taken away. So essentially, I'm going to take something away from you because you took something away from me kind of thing. And then, of course, have you know, Mike be the opposite, which I think would be an interesting, uh, motivation for both characters, 
Because one's being selfless about their nature and dealing with their hardships, and the other one's being selfish and going on a murderous rampage. So I think it would be a very interesting contrast, because it would be like that Spider-Man story, right? Both of them, right, in Spider-Man, the Green Goblin and Spider-Man have great power. But one uses it responsibly to help people, and the other one uses it to elevate themselves above everybody else, to cause chaos, and essentially solve all of Norman's problems, if you will, uh, by killing them, right? Same thing with William and with Mike. Both of them, you know, lost people in their life, you know, family. But Mike, instead of just, you know, saying, fuck life, I'm going to do terrible shit, you know, he does everything he can to keep his little sister and him afloat financially, while William instead says, I'm going to go on a killing rampage. So there's a, there's a bit of a, a contrast there where they both lose family to a tragedy, I would assume. William's going to talk about somebody dying in his family. But William goes on the killing rampage, being very selfish in nature and having Mike be the antithesis of, I'm going to do everything selflessly to make sure my sister's life is as good as it can be, despite all of the uh, things that's happened. So I do think that there will be a character antithesis between the two. I think that they will have, you know, similar situations, but their viewpoint on how to deal with those situations are going to be vastly different. So yes, I do think that the clothing that they wear and their situations make them perfect to be like two sides of the same coin kind of deal. And I think they could very much do something like that. Now, my only problem is how much is William Afton going to be in this movie? Because if William Afton's not in this movie that much, you can't flesh out his character enough to give him enough, you know, uh, backstory for people to understand why he's doing what he's doing or to make you feel for him. And William Afton is a character that is broken, right? You know, he loses his business, he loses his son, he loses his daughter, right? At the hands of his own creations. Except he deflects the blame onto everybody else around him. William Afton is a very, very broken character. And I think in a movie form, you need to show people that. Because if they just have him show up as Spring Bonnie at the end of the movie and just talk dialogue about everything that has happened to him in the past, in my opinion, that doesn't convey much. Like, if we get to spend time with William earlier in the movie, and maybe, like, we see his house and some family photos, or, you know, bottles of liquor all over the floor or something, right? Or his warehouse and his designs and stuff. Like, you start to get more of that William Afton that the lore touched upon, but at the same time, you're developing his character in the movie, so when he does snap once again and goes on another killing rampage at the end of the movie... You know, you start to understand more of the mindset of this character. But I think in this movie, they're going to try to do that. Aha, you didn't know this person was the killer. And now we're just showing it to you and doing a twist. But I don't think it's going to work because, like I said, if you're a Five Nights at Freddy's fan, you already know that Steve Raglan is actually um, William Afton. So it's... As a Five Nights at Freddy's fan, you're not even going to be shocked by the twist. But if they actually give a little bit of backstory to William throughout the movie, 
Like, not saying that he's a killer straight up. But, like, you know, he's got a bunch of alcohol bottles. Okay. He's clearly drinking a lot. Or he goes to a bar, right? In the Midnight Motorist minigame, he goes to a bar before going to his son's grave. So, you know, you could have him drinking a lot, having him at, at a bar, right? Um, on top of that, you could also have, like, um, newspaper clippings posted up in his house or in his workshop, designs of animatronics or... Um, oh, what the fuck's the name of it in the Five Nights at Freddy's universe? It's like there's souls and stuff. Um, I fucking forgot what it's called. Damn it. I think it was called like Remnant or something. But yeah, so we can like have things that capture Remnant or whatever. And, you know, you could give little hints in the background of the set pieces that William is the killer without outright saying it. Because like I said, people that have played the games know that Steve Ragland is William Afton. Right? Everybody from the, you know, that keeps up with the stuff that plays the games, they're going to know that off the bat. They're going to know something's up with this guy, something ain't right. Um, and then for the people that don't know in the theaters, by throwing those subtle hints in the background of, like, his apartment or of his workshop, that's enough to give you a little bit of something, but give you background on the character. Something Like, you don't need the character to just sit there and explain themselves. I'm like, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. If you have things strategically placed throughout the movie in the background, right, you can start to paint a picture. Because you can tell, right, a picture, as they say, is worth a million words. You could show a picture and it describes a lot. If you have a set piece with remnant containers or, 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 you know, capturing units or designs in the background. He's at a bar. He's an alcoholic. You know, all these different things you could put in the background of any set piece. It tells a lot about William without William saying, I'm an alcoholic. You don't need that. You have a bunch of empty bottles on the floor. People can pick up on that shit, right? Oh, there's some weird designs on his table, that talk about, you know, the spring lock suits or whatnot, right? Like, you can do little things like that. Um, but at the end of the day, we'll just have to wait and see how they're going to deal with William Afton's character. Because that's the one character I do want them to explore more in the movie, but I'm afraid they're not going to for the sake of we want to shock people that it's he's the killer. Even though, like I said, all the Five Nights at Freddy's fans will pick up on that. In no time. Because you're talking about the people that have cracked cipher codes that break down every little detail and minigame Easter egg known to man in these games. Even coming up with the timeline based upon things in the books in between uh, night loading screens and stuff like that. Audio files. Like these motherfuckers in the Five Nights at Freddy's community that like do the deep dives on the lore and shit and like pick apart everything. You don't think they aren't going to figure out who the fuck... You know, oh, the Steve Raglan guy. Hmm, who, I wonder who he could be. Like, everyone that's a Five Nights at Freddy's fan is going to pick up on that shit, no problem. It's an easy giveaway. You don't even have to do anything with it. People are just going to be like, this character doesn't exist in the games, and he knows about the pizza location. That's kind of sus, you know? And knowing that, obviously, Spring Bonnie slash Spring Trap is in the movie, people are going to be like, okay, well, who's in the suit? Well, we only saw one other character, and it's not Vanessa. So, you know, it narrows down the options pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited to see what they do in the movie and how they handle each character. 
I don't expect this movie to be lore heavy. I think there will be a lot of Easter eggs. I think that the designs are going to carry themselves. I think the movie is going to be very basic. However, if, like I said, with the Easter eggs, they put things in the background or on a desk and something and you see them, right, that can paint the lore in the movie by just setting things like that in the background. You don't need to, you know, come out and explain it. Like, for instance, in the Daredevil TV show, if you look at the, you know, New York Bulletin, when you look at Karen Page's office and stuff and you look behind her, you can see newspapers with the Avengers, um, you know, fighting the Tatari in the background on newspaper clippings. It's there. It's world building. You know, it, it talks about what, you know, at what point the, the event of the show is taking place in. Like, it's post-Avengers. It's post the Tatari invasion of New York. You know these things by looking at the background. Same thing with this movie. If you have newspaper clippings about children going missing or about, you know, the old Fazbear slash Fredbear diner being closed, you know, uh, liquor bottles, uh, fucking animatronic designs, anything like that, people will pick up on, especially the hardcore fans, and it will paint more of a narrative in the movie without actually having to say any dialogue referring to said thing, right? It's very simple. You could literally have a receipt from a bar in William Afton's office on his desk and people will be like, Midnight Motorist. This guy's an alcoholic. Like, they will pick up on little shit. I'll pick up on little shit like that. Especially when I rewatch a movie more than once. It's little things like that that will set the world and the story up more than just what you'll say. I don't think you need to sit there and, and have dialogue being like, Oh no, I killed the kids. It's like, no shit, Sherlock, you did. Tell us something we don't know. Or have the world tell us something we don't know. So, it's going to be very interesting to see how they deal with the characters. Like I said, I'm going into this movie. I'm expecting a very basic Five Nights at Freddy's plot. Oh, survive five nights. Oh no, William Afton is Steve Raglan. And now he's Spring Bonnie. And he's trying to kill, you know, Mike and his sister for some reason. Probably just because he's a psychopath. Um... Yeah, I'm not expecting any crazy in-depth lore of a movie. What Back when the runtime was rumored to be around, what, three hours? Yeah, okay, I could see that. But it's been significantly trimmed down from there. So they're not going to be able to throw all the lore possible. And flesh out every character as much as they want to. And I, like I said, I think a lot of the storytelling will probably be in the background of the set pieces, you know, with like a, a costume here and there, an endoskeleton, a design for a suit, a newspaper clipping, small shit like that, you know? So I'm very interested to see what they do. And also, are they going to have a mid-credit scene, a post-credit scene that will, you know, push us towards the next installment after this movie? I'm very excited. Um, I know that I could probably sit here and ramble on for hours about theories of this movie, but I genuinely think the movie's going to be a lot simpler than a lot of us are wanting it to be, and it doesn't need to be a convoluted movie, right? That's why movies are made, to make things simpler than the video game versions. Like, some video game franchises have a shit ton of lore. Take the Doom franchise, right? 
especially with the new id software rebooted franchise the doom franchise has crazy lore and it's all over the fucking place trying to adopt all that shit into a movie pretty fucking hard right same thing with five nights at freddy's there's so much lore in five nights at freddy's even the video games don't have a confirmed timeline of events and when they happen it's literally a bunch of fan theories and people putting you know certain things at certain times in the timeline like nothing in five nights at freddy's is even concrete in the games right outside of certain things so, in the movie, I'm not expecting them to make things super convoluted, because it's a movie, and if you have people not understanding what's happening in the movie, well, you're going to lose interest, and people are going to, you know, rate it terribly. And that's kind of the thing you have to understand about any Hollywood production. If you have a video game being adapted to a movie, then, yeah, a lot of lore and shit's going to get missed, because it has to fit within about a two-hour runtime. And also... If it's doing a TV series, okay, you have more time to work with now to build out the world and the lore. But the problem is, at that point, you also have less of a budget to work with in terms of, like, you know, practical effects and stuff. So you kind of have to give or take. Do you want a Five Nights at Freddy's movie with all the amazing animatronics and stuff? Or do you want a TV series where you literally just get a bunch of lore dumped onto you for a whole season? I think what they should do is have the Five Nights at Freddy's movies, but make a TV series at the same time. So the movies will be like the big events where like all the action and the animatronics and stuff happen, but then you could do a TV series that takes place in the same universe that gives more character dialogue and backstory, and it deals with less of the animatronics and the hauntings of the animatronics, and it deals more with like looking into the characters and their backstory. So, like, seeing William Afton with his family before they died and his descent into madness. And, you know, you could do that in between each series. Like, about, you know, people finding the animatronics or, you know, going to the pizzeria post the movie and, like, what happened and all those different things. And you could do a lot more with it. You could even do some side stories with that, too. Which would be very interesting. But that is all I'm going to say about this movie uh, thank you very much for listening. I hope you all enjoyed. If the movie, you know, when the movie gets closer and if we get some more notifications or news on everything, on, you know, story updates or whatever, I'll, I will be sure to cover it here. But until then, I will see you all in the next one.